What's up, Braves Nation? This is the Ethos Braves Sports Podcast. I'm your host, John McKay, and on the other side is the wise, but one of my best in the world, Jeremy Bell. Jeremy, how's it going? It's going, John. How's it going with you? Pretty good. Um, not going over for the Braves, but we'll get into that later. That's another five shows we could do, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I wanted to start off on a lighter note, though. The, you know, the Build of Dreams game is coming up on Thursday between the Reds and the Cubs. And I was wondering, if the Braves were ever to get into that, who who would you want them to play? But more curious, what uniforms would you want them to wear? Well, to me, I like the ones they wear now, the old school ones they wear now uh, mm-hmm. at home. Uh, you know, it's got the the predominant, the, the white, blue. Uh, it, it's the ones that you would see uh, if you see highlights of Henry Aaron uh, you know, with his home run, you know, those, those are the ones that I like, mm-hmm. uh, personally. Um, I'm also partial to the ones I, and then they're bad too, because they just were playing the ones they had back in the eighties, mm-hmm. you know, the, and even the ones when they went on the road to where they wore the, um, you know, the, the baby blue, the light blue, uh, just had the plain old braves on the front, something like that. But you could even go back to, you know, the Milwaukee days or the Boston days, some of those. But even those aren't that that heavy uh, old school. You know, teams now getting into the um, what they call the city collection, you know, uh, where where they're they're wearing, um, you know, things that have to do with what's in their city uh, and even going as old school, you know, like the, the, the Astros are wearing those space, you know, they have the – something about space on the front. They're really dark uniforms. Uh-huh. Um, the Nationals are wearing, I think, those that had to do with the cherry blossoms in D.C. Uh, you know, the NBA's doing a lot of that, too. So, uh, But to me, what's tradition for, for the Braves is that one that they wear now, the one that reminds me of Henry Aaron playing. And, and who to play? Um, wow. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, because you would almost want it to be somebody from the Braves previous, you know, like either Milwaukee or Boston, somebody yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, you know, like if you're if you're gonna be like the Yankees, wouldn't you want to be the Mets? You right. know, right. that would be a great series. So, or um, or, or the Red Sox. Yes, absolutely. I think that would bring in some great numbers. Like if you're the Cardinals. Why wouldn't you want to be like the Cubs? Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be a great series. Um, you know, something something like that. If you, you know, Dodgers, you might go Giants or, or Padres or somebody like that. You know, just a rival game. But right. I, I, would, I would go, uh, you know, back to the old days and make it either, you know, and, and Milwaukee would could be wearing – you know, old uniforms, you know, the or Boston or whatever, somebody like that. That would be that would be what I think. I don't know. What do you think? Now, I was like, I was thinking, you know, the powder blue, like the uh, 70s, 80s jerseys. But then I was yeah. curious, I don't know this, but what do the Boston Braves or the Boston Bean Eaters jerseys, what are, are what do they have any? What do I don't play? even know. I don't even know, John. I really don't. <laughs> That's the bad part. This is a blind man. I've never seen them, so you know. Yeah, well, neither have I. So maybe I'm. I'm not that old, I guess. Yeah, I'm old, <laughs> but maybe I'm not that old. <laughs> um, oh. I was listening to a show this morning before we got on here, and um, they were talking about they were like maybe the 
the Bean Eaters uniforms or something like that would be kind of cool. So that's why yeah. I thought of that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, you know, it's uh, an interesting game. Uh, um, you know, Little League World Series is, is getting into full swing. I was watching a little bit of it on Monday night uh, after we got done. My wife and I got done watching a movie here at home. And, and uh, by the way, I recommend watching 13 Lives. Uh, great movie. But uh, after we got done watching the movie, so I was watching a little bit of the uh, the uh, Little League World Series, and that's kind of what I have, you know, some of that in, entails with that Field of Dreams game. Uh, you know, you invite out all the major league players to, to um, you know, the Little League World Series, and, and uh, you know, it, it's good stuff. Uh, I, I like that. And, you know, we got to bring people back, especially the young kids, you got to bring them back to the game uh, yeah. because a lot of kids have flocked over to, to soccer and, and um, you know, basketball and, not necessarily football because of the, you know, the amount of pounding and, and injuries and things you get, but, you know, kids have flocked to other things, right. uh, video games. So, you know, you got to bring them back. So it's good to see at least uh, Major League Baseball embracing uh, a little bit of that old school, uh, you know, the, the Field of Dreams game and sending out players to the Little League World Series and things like that. So uh, that's, uh, that's, that's fun stuff. Any teams from Kentucky in there? Uh, not that I know of, not this year, at least, um, okay. uh, you know, we've had some good teams before in the past, but, uh, I, I was watching, I know there's a team from California last night. I was watching Washington and Idaho, uh, Idaho almost came back on Washington, uh, because pitching was not very good at the end for Washington. Ooh. Uh, so, uh, it was a, a struggle. Looked like a the kid in the end of the of the game was throwing a knuckleball all the time, and catcher was up there uh, trying to catch, and he was having his struggle. So left-handed catcher too, by the way, you rarely Ooh. see a left-handed catcher. Yeah. Uh, and so it it was odd. That's the first thing I picked up on when I watched it, and I was like, oh, left-handed catcher, you don't see that. So um, anyway, it was fun. To, I I love watching those. It's fun to watch. Um, you know those. Those kids, you know, they, they do play the game the right way and, and uh, have a good time. And, and uh, you know, you, you never know who you might see uh, coming up in the Little League World Series that might be in the major leagues. And so it's yep. kind of fun to watch kids I, I, at that well, age. You know, like, because that's why I like high school athletics so much is because they're playing it for the love of the game. Right. Absolutely. Um, yes. And, and, of course, you know, we have not here in, in the uh, this end of the, the state of Kentucky have not had many people to go on to be, um, you know, either minor league players or uh, major league players. Uh, you know, I know um, one one particular person in, in general that uh, is in Paducah and has a uh, kind of a training facility uh, and trains. Uh, many high school kids around this area and many youngsters as well. His name's Kent Wallace. Uh, you know, he was in the Yankees uh, farm system for a while, mm-hmm. uh, never made it up, uh, but he was there. And so, uh, you know, I, I, Jackson's been there. He went there a couple of times to, to get some training. My son did. And, uh, you know, that, that was kind of cool. But, but that's about it. You know, we don't have any that go on. And, um, you know, it, it takes a, a lot of hard work. And oh, yeah. uh, even the kid from – from Tillman, uh, Jackson Fristo, who, who played at Miss State, uh, got drafted in the 12th round. And, uh, you know, that, that kid, you know, I've seen that kid. It's, 
and the West kid that's gone on to Louisville, uh, I think has potential to maybe make it uh, to the big time. I, I think you're going to hear his name maybe called as, as long as he recovers from Tommy John surgery, which, oh, by the way, everybody gets anyway. Oh, yeah. So, you know, that's you, you just don't see it much. And it's good to see those kids that get there um, and, and you hope they get there and they stay. Where did first though get drafted? Twelfth uh, round to the Yankees. Okay. Um, yeah. Is East? Did Justin East get drafted? Uh, no. Um, he um, um, he is. I, I guess you're talking about West, right? Justin West. Well, there's a, um, there's, there's a, eleven East. There's eleven East. Yes. Um, it's funny because you know Tillman had a, an East and a West. Right. Um, and then West. Kinda, no. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. West is one who left early to go to Louisville uh, and to get his college career started, and underwent Tommy John surgery, so he wouldn't have been playing. I think East is going to college somewhere, but I'm not sure. But but he's even, you know, a, a guy who has potential yes. uh, to be in there too. So you know, it, ironically enough, Tillman had, you know, this we talked about this two years ago. Tillman had a great pitching staff. Uh, but they didn't make it out of their own district tournament uh, to go yeah. on to the regional tournament. You know, they kept running into what uh, is a powerhouse here in the, this end of the state of Kentucky, McCracken County. And, uh, you know, they're a big high school of 2000 plus. So, uh, and, and they've, they've won the regional tournament in baseball for last eight or nine years and uh, coached what was coached by a, a very good coach uh, who's now the athletic director. And, and, um, and so, you know, they, but they, you know, it's pure baseball. It's what they play. And I love to see those things because, you know, this is what the Braves, I think, are struggling with over the last little bit. And that is the little things. Right. Uh, you know, and, and, and that's what uh, high school teams, some high school teams do. And that's what wins them games. You know, I read a thing that, that said, um, you know, just because you're called upon to bunt, uh, doesn't mean you're you're you don't have a place hitting. Right. Um, it means that uh, you're called upon to do something for the team. Right. Um, and 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 again, you know, you sacrifice a guy over to second base, or you do whatever you can to get a guy to third base uh, mm-hmm. to try to put him in in scoring position to where he could come in on a fly ball. Your ball, you're just as much responsible for that RBI. And I think. That's where the Braves have been struggling a little bit of late. Is they're just not doing those kind of things, and and it's it's really hurting right now. And and even to get uh, get down to the brass tacks, and I've got a few other things. I did a little research for the show today, which may be a first. As, <laughs> as um, um, you know, as my as my partner uh, who Hack and I, we get together a week from Friday for the first football game. He says he does show prep. And so I did a little bit. We'll break it down here in a minute. But, you know, getting a squeeze play. How many times you see a squeeze play, John, over the course of a baseball season? I finally saw one, uh, yep. and, and it was the Mets. I believe it was Saturday night uh, in the in the ball game. A squeeze play to get a run home. And it you wasn't because mind. I was about to bring that up. Yeah, it wasn't because, John, that they were losing, the Mets were losing, they needed to score the tying run. They were up 5-1, to one, mm-hmm. okay? And they just added insult to injury. And, and those are the kind of things, from me, if I am 
And again, they're not up 10 to 1 or 11 to 1 or 12 to 1 and doing something like that. They're just, they were, I think they're 5 to 1, I think is what it was. Mm-hmm. You know, those are the kind of things that would fire me up, that would just irritate me to the point where I would want to go out and pound somebody. You know, right. the next guy comes up, gets hit. Okay. That's what it would have been in the old school days. Yeah. The next guy comes up, would have taken one somewhere, uh, you know, might be un- very unpleasant. But, right. um, you know, it, and, and again, it looked like, as I, as I told you over the weekend, and I, I don't, I mean this in no disrespect, it looked like the Mets were playing to win and the Braves were playing not to lose. Right. Okay? Then there's a difference. Okay. The Mets were very comfortable. The Mets were very, very comfortable. So if, if they made a mistake, it didn't matter. They were still fired up. If the Braves made a mistake, it was like, oh, no. You know, we're, you know they were so wound up tight, and, and they couldn't do anything. And, and at times they looked like they were going to a funeral. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, because they just weren't fired up. So it's the little things. It's a game of inches. I think Sunday may have accentuated that even more. You know, I, had a, I listened to the game a lot Sunday on the radio because I was outside. Um, I was bored Sunday afternoon before church, and I went out and, and washed the cars. Um, I have four of them sitting in my driveway, and I washed three of them because I didn't want to watch the game because we were losing. So I was listening to it, and a ball hit down the third baseline. Austin Riley goes to grab it, and all of a sudden hits the bag and rolls on into the outfield, and they score two runs, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, you know, on, on Saturday night's game, you know, Dancy Swanson going for a double play commits an error and two or three runs score, you know. So, you know, those are the kind of things. And I, and I didn't think the pitching was that crisp either. I think, once again, the pitching, we struggled uh, against the Mets. Uh, and so it's games that, that we know we're supposed to win, that the pitching's going to go out there and pitch fantastic. And it's those games, those tight games that they struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we still got 50 games left, but right now, John, if you, if you look, you know, the Mets are eight and two in this stretch. Braves first time we've lost three games in a row. Right. Phillies, Phillies during this stretch are nine and one. Okay. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Instead of being, and you know, instead of the Phillies being potentially out of the wild card race, because it was the Cardinals, uh, Cardinals now in first place. Brewers are out, or actually, yeah, Brewers are out of the wild card race because of the record. It's the Phillies that have bumped up there, and the Phillies and the Padres are inching oh so closer to the Braves for that top spot in the wild card that the Padres are three games back. The Phillies are four games back, okay? So the Phillies are four games back of the Braves of going into second place. Uh, so, so now, if you're gonna, if we're gonna talk brass tacks, if you're gonna get this close, and I sure hope it doesn't come down to this, John. So now you're talking if the Braves moved into third place in the wild card and hung on to that wild card spot, which right now there's a little bit of separation between that third place and fourth place. Um, so um, if they all of a sudden move into third place, they get the the Cardinals essentially. Mm-hmm. That's who they're gonna get? I don't want to go through that. Okay. Because you know how I feel about the Cardinals. Ten to anyway. Personing. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's that game we go back to. Ten to nothing. First inning. And they, they never recovered after that, you know. Oh. <laughs> so, I don't want to go back to that, John. I don't. Well, we could start off this recap by uh, on a good note, kind of. <laughs> 
we start at Friday's game. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, eight nothing <laughs> in the first <laughs> third inning. Yeah, I know that was the problem though. They they scored those. You know, it's great they scored those runs, and then all of a sudden again, it's like they're trying to hang on. Um, you know, and that's and again, we just come off of losing what two games. To the mm-hmm. Phillies, a uh, game to the Phillies, and then one to the Mets. Right. Uh, so you know we're we're struggling already with the potential of losing three in a row, and and we had a we were had a perfect record uh, when we had lost two games, and I think we had an, an average of seven runs a game after we had lost two games in a row. Something similar to that. So, so we scored eight. That's great. First two innings, you know, we're up there, um, you know, pumping it up and and um, doing what we needed to do. But then it just looked like we hung on after that. Um, and, and, and just, and the Mets just kept getting closer and closer and closer and closer. And, and uh, you know, we, we won the game. Uh, but I think that just accentuated the struggles that we had this weekend that we had, had to hang on and win in the game. And even though we won it nine to six. So I'll go ahead and warn you guys. My voice is a little, has not recovered from Friday night's football game. Um, no. <laughs> uh, that's why it sounds a little funny. It's still not bad. Yeah, I get that coming up. Um, you know, ironically enough, um, I, we start a week from Friday, uh, mm-hmm. and that first football football games always get me anyway uh, because I'm not. You know, I get basketball. You know, I'm going to usually roll into a basketball game maybe Monday, Tuesday, Friday, maybe Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, somewhere there. So three games a week, maybe even four games a week. You mm-hmm. know, the voice is going to be good and ready to go. Uh, but come football, you know, you go on Friday night, you spend uh, four hours on the air talking, and and then Saturday it's, it's raspy and singing at church is not very good on Sunday. I couldn't uh, sing <laughs> Singing I at church is – I know – Singing at church, and I feel bad too. Uh, singing at church on Sunday is not very good, and maybe by Monday it's back recovered, and then you do it all over again on Friday. You don't have time enough to get the voice strong enough, so I get it. Well, uh, but it's about it's about that time, John. You're going to have to get it strong, though, right? I, I holler a lot, and especially if it's my cousins because they were uh, he's a line <laughs> JV team, and I know right. that doesn't sound like much, but I I go nuts. Like I am. Yeah, it is. The coaches can hear me on the field from the other side. <laughs> <laughs> so. I love it. I love it. Well, you know, if uh, what I mean, if if you're not cheering, if cheering for family, I mean, what's oh, yeah. the you know, that's that's. Um, I, I laugh because, um, you know, I, I was I was in the. Um, I, I've learned over the years um, that, uh, you know, I've, I'm the the one thing that I'm a fanatic about is the Braves, and that's hence mm-hmm. that's why we're doing this this show. Okay. <laughs> um, but there are other things that I've had to kind of cool off on being a fanatic. I used to love, and I still do, uh, Kentucky basketball. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I, I would I'd just yell at the TV and all those kind of things and be crazy. Well, I learned I had to cool it down a little bit. And I started broadcasting games, and that helped me uh, calm down a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I started coaching my son in baseball through the years, um, I was loud. Uh, not loud, you know, you know, yelling bad things. Right. Just, I was, I was coaching third base. Right. Uh, and so I would be yelling them to come on, come on, you know, hustle, hustle, you know, and, and, um, and stuff like that. So I was loud. You could hear me. Um, 
and then um, I, I and when he got into high school, uh, I chilled out a little bit. I was in the I was in the booth because I was the public address announcer, so I couldn't really yell uh, that much, uh, which that helped. That got me away from all the parents who are kind of not so crazy anyway. Um, and uh, so, uh, you know, I've learned to, to calm it a little bit, uh, but still, I, I, you know, like around here, I've told you before, you know, like during tight games, I get up and walk around. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I didn't sit very much during the World Series no. uh, because – because I was nervous every every at bat, every pitch meant meant a whole lot. You know, we could have been up ten to nothing. I'd have been like, you know, the the game that we got up when Duvall hits the grand slam. You know, they're rolling, they're up five to nothing. I'm thinking, oh right, and then the, they came back and ended yep. up, you know, right back in it. And I'm just like, oh crap, you know, why? So anyway, I I tend to have to chill out sometimes and and uh, not yell at things. Uh, but I've learned over the years being on the radio that. You know, you've got to be calm, uh, and that's that's helped. But but cheering for family is certainly one thing that I can understand, uh, and and I do I do laugh at some parents who really get crazy. Um, uh, we had some kids in middle school when they were playing middle school football, and we had a two or three sets of parents. I went to a couple of games, um, and man, boy, they were just I mean, they were just yelling constantly. And sometimes not yelling good things, you know, and I'm like, wait a minute now, let's yell the good things. I can live with that, you know. So I've never been demonstrative toward anybody, but I just, I'm loud and I'm proud of them. And, you know, I've got, I get like parents of their kids are like, we like him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and see, that's what my kid has done too. And it's ironic that my kid has learned to be loud. Uh, from his mother, by the way. No I'm kidding. Um, so <laughs> I tell him all the time. She doesn't they, listen to this, does she? No, she doesn't. I tell him all. I tell people all the time. You know, the kid knows how to talk. He took after his mother. Uh, so um, I, I laughed, you know, because a couple years ago, um, and Jackson's loud too, by the way. So junior year, yeah, he's you know playing varsity ball, um, and and every once in a while would would drop down and play JV because needing to get some at-bats or pitching or something like that. So um, one night, JV's playing and varsity's playing, I think, in the uh, – they oh, they're playing the All-A, so they were somewhere. I can't remember, maybe in Carlisle or something. And they had an easy game where, you know, they beat them like 21 to nothing or something like that. It really wasn't much of a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were playing like Fulton or Fulton City or somebody like that. It wasn't really good. And so they came back, and so – um, so my wife, uh, as, as they were driving back, uh, from, uh, the game, they drove by the field and, um, and so Jackson said, Hey, Hey, I, w- I want to go back to the game. I want to go watch the, the JV kids play. And so he ended up going back and watching the game, but he watched it in the dugout. So he was there cheering with all of his teams and he's loud. Okay. <laughs> and we, and, and the JV team was not, they were almost like you were at a funeral. Okay, hmm. and so he gets in there and he starts yelling and starts getting them fired up. And and afterwards, uh, at the next game, I had several parents come up to me and say, "Man, we're so glad Jackson showed up because he was loud and he was cheering them on and he was getting them fired up." And they were playing Marshall and and uh, Marshall's a very good team and they they had he got there late for the first game and they were losing, but in the <laughs> second game, you know, they almost won it. 
and he's and and they were like and, and it was all because he was there cheering them on getting them fired up and 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 they were playing great and so you know those are the kind of things that i love parents you know as long as you're cheering the right way and not cheering the wrong way right know? so i love it yeah i hope i hope uh murray their their fans are ready for me come christian county <laughs> well you know when you go to christian county it's funny they had this that the stadium is called the Stadium of Champions, okay? Uh, back, gosh, it's been, John, it, I've, okay, so I'm trying to remember back. It's probably 30-plus years ago they built this stadium. Mm-hmm. Hopkinsville and Christian County came together. Uh, it's, on the, it's, it's on what they call the bypass around Hopkinsville, uh, and they built the stadium. Great stadium. I mean, fantastic stadium. The only thing, the, the only problem I have with the stadium is the fact at the press box is up is up high, which is great, but the problem is, is you got to walk up the steps to get there. Okay, mm-hmm. and they put no elevator up to the press box, which I was so so shocked that they put no elevator up to the press box. Okay, so so it, it's really hot, but it's a beautiful stadium. Uh, and and as far as um, as far as the radio, like uh, the the media goes, you've got your own booth. Uh, you know, and when it's, I've been there when it's been freezing cold mm-hmm. and there's a heater in there, which is great. So, you know, it's, it's a fabulous stadium, fabulous. So no. I, you know, and, and they still keep it that way. Of course, Christian County and Hopkinsville are combining. Uh, they're going to be forming one school. Um, and so that's going to happen. Um, I think next year, uh, it's coming up pretty soon that they're okay. combining into one school, uh, okay. which much like McCracken did with their schools, it's going to be one gigantic school, basically. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, because Christian County and Hopkinsville have about the same number of people at the school. So they're uh, a little over 1,000 at each school. So you're okay. talking about 2,000-plus kids that are going to be there. So, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So that's a long question to say why my voice is still messed up from Friday night. Yeah, that's so. okay. That's okay. Well, you know, on um, you know Friday night's game, you know Ronald had great hits. Um, I thought Ronald returning to what Ronald does, and that I, I saw this a couple of times hitting the ball the other way, which is something that again they have struggled with hitting the ball the other way. And let me throw another stat out there to you uh, that I was that I was looking up last night. So in Thursday's game, uh, you know Thursday's game they lost. Uh, they struck out 11 times in Thursday's game, mm-hmm. okay? Um, and then the Mets only struck out five times, all right? Okay. So, in Friday's game, Braves only struck out six times, scored nine runs. There we go. Okay? Mets struck out ten times, all right? So, I can uh, – let me just continue this stat on just to keep it going because I, I'm trying to – I want to hammer home my point. You know, on Saturday, first game – I think first game, it doesn't matter – uh, Mets or the Braves struck out 12 times. The Mets struck out five times. Okay. On the, the second game, 10 times the Braves struck out and the Mets struck out seven. And on Sunday with DeGrom going 19 strikeouts on Sunday, the Mets only struck out eight times. Ooh. And here's to even hammer that even more. Um, and I didn't look this stat up this morning. How many home runs did we hit in the game? Do you remember? No. Not a lot. Uh, I know Acuna got one finally. Uh, and after that, I don't remember. Contreras, um, Rosario, I think, got one. 
Um, not a lot of home runs, right? Right. We came we came into the game either at the top or second in home runs. Right. Hit on the year. The Mets, not even in the top 20 in home runs. We came in with 11, 1,200 home runs. The Mets only have 800 on the year. So, uh, and as far as the strikeouts go, to hammer that point home even more, the Angels are the only team that has struck out more times than the Braves have on the year. Wow. We are in second place. The Mets, not even in the top 20. Okay? Wow. So what does that tell you? The Mets put the ball in play. Okay? Right. The Mets don't strike out very much, which means they are hitting the ball, and that is what we are struggling at right now. And it even got more, uh, you know, prevalent with the fact what we did against DeGrom on Sunday with him in five, a little over five innings, striking out 12. Okay. Right. So those were, that's where the struggles are right now. And if you remember Dandrew Swanson, when he started uh, turning his season around was when he stopped striking out. Right. Uh, and, and Austin Riley, the same thing. Uh, but we got guys that are going up there, and, and one in particular, Marcel Ozuna, you can beat him on the outside corner of the plate every time. He's going to swing at that off-speed pitch outside corner, and he's going to miss it. Mm-hmm. because he's trying to pull the ball. And if he would learn to hit the ball the other way, suddenly that outside pitch becomes a little more of a force, and they start trying to pitch you inside again, and you start hitting the ball out again. Right. So I thought Acuna did that uh, on Friday night. I saw him hit the ball the other way. So mm-hmm. that is my breakdown of this whole series with the Mets. Strikeout. I, mean, I like it. I like it. Strikeouts. We didn't hit a lot of home runs. And look at our strikeout totals on the year. Now, look, I get it. Nobody cares much about strikeouts anymore because it's not what it used to be back in the old days when if you struck out 100 times or 200 times or whatever, that was looked upon as a no-no. Well, not many people look upon that anymore as a no-no. You know, Marcel Ozuna is a better hitter than 220 right uh ronald acuna is a better hitter than 250 and right now again we are striking out way too much because they're beating us the outsides of the plate because we are trying to pull the ball instead of hitting the ball the other way and that's my breakdown from this series i don't i don't know who it was that said this but there's the baseball simple see ball hit ball See ball, hit the ball. Wow, I don't know how many times I said that in the course of my coaching. You see the ball, you hit the ball. Hit it where if you it can't Exactly. If you can't see the ball, you're not going to be able to hit it. And hit it where it's pitched. That's exactly right. See, I think we have fallen in love. And, again, we're amongst the tops. If we're not number one, we're number – if we're not uh, – Number one, we're right there at number two as far as home runs go. Right. Okay? But look at the Mets. Okay? And I've said this all year. I thought the Mets might struggle later in the year. But what happened? They get Max Scherzer back. They get, they're get they getting Jacob DeGrom back. Their right. pitching staff's really getting warmed up. Yeah. And that's a fantastic one-two punch. And it's been proven that you can go to the World Series and win with two pitchers. Okay? Because right. let's have a bullpen game or two, you know. Right. Uh, 
won't happen this year, but that can happen. Even the Dodgers, I don't think, will have if they go to the World Series, which, oh, by the way, they're hot. They won't have a bullpen because bullpen start because their pitching staff is very good right now as well. Um, So I thought they were struggle, but here's the key. Um, It's the guy in the big chair, Buck Showalter. Mm -hmm. He pressed every button and got it right of that series with the Braves. Yep. Every single button he pushed, he got it right. Uh, He was, um, going back to some of those splits, you know, you see the lefty guys hitting against the left-handed batters hitting against the right-handers. They bring in a left-hander. Guess what? They're going to switch back to the right-handers. It doesn't matter what part of the game you're at. He's going to go back to them. And their pickups have been very, very good for them this year. Right. Um, you know, they're that top of the lineup. Issues today. So. No worry. But Brandon, talk about Brandon Nimmo. Um, when at the top of the lineup, when he walk, when he gets on base with a walk, he runs down to first base. I love it. Yeah. Then you come, then you come with, uh, Marte and then you come with Francisco Lindor and then you come with Pete Alonzo. And after that, you know, they've gone with a hodgepodge of various folks. Um, you know, Jeff McNeil, uh, you know, watching those guys choke up on the bat. Uh, things like that. I, I love it. And they're playing it old school, and it has to do with Buck Showalter. That's mm-hmm. the guy that I believe is is giving the Mets uh, what they needed to get over the top. Uh, right. He's a great baseball mind. And, and squeeze play, a run home, that is, you know, that that is fantastic. Fantastic. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so, I agree with everything here. Um, so, Friday night, nine to six win. Ian Anderson gets Ian Anderson pitches decent, but he has to leave before he gets the win. So who who actually yeah. has the win on Friday night? Uh, Dylan Lee's going to get the win, I believe. Yeah, um, I think that's who got the win because he finished up uh, okay. out of the fifth. So uh, bullpen, you know, was was great. Um, you know, Dylan Lee, Colin McHugh, AJ Mentor, and then they came in with Iglesias, who pitched fantastic, and then Kenley Jansen gave up a run but still got out of it. But Iglesias came in and pitched fantastic. That's your future closer, I think, right there. Yeah. Uh, that's I believe that'll be the guy that they'll throw in there. And he came in and, you know, he got the ball and he threw it up there. Uh, yeah. That's that's what I love. Didn't take much time. Um, who would but, you but say? My, yeah, I was going to go back. So I, I love the fact that Ronald had four hits, but Eddie Rosario had four RBIs as well. Mm-hmm. So – uh, two for five nights. Uh, you know, the top of the order hit well. Uh, Contreras had a homer. Harris had a couple hits. Uh, but Acuna had four. But I'm going to go with Eddie Rosario in that. And, and Ian Anderson, um, you know, got sent down. Uh, he'll be back, though, if I recall correctly. Uh, I believe one of the reasons they got sent down is just to have a fresh arm in there, um, right. you know, because they had the doubleheader. But they got another doubleheader on Saturday of next week uh, or this upcoming week against the Marlins. And they brought uh, so that too. Yeah, they did. They brought Bryce Elder up, and and um, he got in a game on Saturday, so uh, to mop up work. But um, but anyway, that uh, takes care of Friday night's game. Now we got to start talking about the others. <laughs> um. So Saturday afternoon, Jake Odorizzi and David Peterson. Peters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got it. That's um, it. Uh, you know, Odorizzi didn't pitch. 
too bad. The problem with I noticed was he was really up mm-hmm. in the zone a lot. Um, and didn't he didn't make it out of the seventh? Uh, excuse me, seven. He didn't make it out of the uh, fifth inning as well. Right. Had to come and get him. He gave up two runs, uh, three walks, and four strikeouts and six hits. Um, so uh, a struggle. Matic uh, didn't didn't fare too well either. And Bryce Elder just came in for some mop up work, basically essentially. Uh, but again, uh, you know, not hitting in the right spot, so they hit late. Uh, but the problem it was it was over by then. Right. Um, you know, got uh, three in the ninth, got two in the seventh. But the problem is the Mets got two in the first, one in the third, two in the sixth, three in the seventh, and you know that was it. Um, you know, we, and again struggled and uh, strikeout, strikeout, strikeouts, and um, you know it's uh, <laughs> I don't I don't know what else to say. You know, it's just um, I, I you know the Mets. Looking at their lineup, uh, you know, Nemo's on base uh, with a hit and two walks. Um, you know, Lindor, three hits, three RBIs. Uh, Alonzo, a hit and an uh, RBI. Uh, you know, Vogelback, you know, McNeil with a couple of hits. Uh, you know, Guillaume at bottom of the order with a couple of hits. So, I mean, they're getting them from all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, it's, and it's tough. And you're wondering, you know, is the little engine that could finally go make it to the top of the hill and not make it all the way. Uh, well, right now they're headed downhill really fast. Uh, <laughs> they're not, they're not stopping and they're going straight through basically. Right. So, yeah. Um, so oh, I just lost my thought. Um, you know, eight to five was the final score in this game, correct? Yeah. Eight to five. Yes, um, who stood out to you offensively in this game? Well, uh, you know, it got a lot of hits from a lot of different folks, uh, but I didn't give it to Acuna uh, in that in the first game, in Friday night game, so I'll give it to him this time around. He had a couple of hits uh, with a run and an RBI. Uh, good to see him maybe getting back. Uh, didn't play Sunday's game uh, because of, um, uh, you know, some tightness in places, so he sat out. Uh, you know, I've been wondering all year with the bat, I think, being slower than what it has been if something might not be wrong. Uh, but uh, a year plus removed after a knee injury and where we're at with him, I think is pretty good, but I'll give it to Acuna. All right. How does this – now, I can't tell this because obviously I'm blind and all this junk, but um, uh, how does this swing look? Does it look better than it has in the it, past well, few it, weeks? It, yeah, it did actually. Uh, Friday and Saturday, uh, Saturday afternoon's game, it did look better. But, again, I think it all boils down to – hitting it where it's pitched, John. Um, you know, even earlier, uh, you know, even the last few weeks, you're going to beat Ronald by throwing the ball to the outside part of the plate and making him swing at it, and he's not going to hit it. He's going to pull it, and he's going to pop it up. Right. Um, and instead, uh, in that four-hit night he had Friday night, he was hitting the ball the other way, hitting it where it's pitched. And I there think that's that's important. And I think that's going to make his swing look better. I think – Let's stop worrying about whether I hit the ball out and how many at-bats I go without hitting the ball out. That's going to come. When you hit the ball the other way, then they're going to have to figure out a way to throw it to you inside. Then you're going to start hitting it out again. That's what makes Ronald, and it has been over the years, has made Ronald so dangerous is because he can hit the ball to the other field. He's not doing it this year. He's not doing it this year. Um, Now, Max Freed is pitching the night game, and you're thinking, oh, Max Freed. Okay, we're good. 
Right. That's what I exactly what I was thinking. Max Fried's pitching the night game, and you know it's all good, but he's pitching against who? Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer. He's pitching again. So uh, you know, again, an, another struggle scoring runs, and and you know, Max is only um, credited with two runs. Uh, big error by Dancy Swanson uh, early in the early going. Um, you know, in that third inning, three run score and uh, trying to get a double play, and I believe threw it away. And so, lo and behold, they, they never recovered uh, after that. You know, they only scored two runs, and again, they did that in the eighth and the ninth, and they finally woke up. But still, uh, you know, the Mets are just on fire. We committed three errors in the game. Three oh, oh. errors. That usually hmm. doesn't happen. No, it doesn't. Um, you're talking about a very good defensive team. You're talking about gold glovers at every position. Right. Okay. And it's going to happen. The problem is you can't pick the bad times for it to happen. You know, right. you got to minimize what happens. And, you know, being able to score runs means you can come back from that. But we just didn't score any runs against the Mets. Uh, I don't I, – uh, John, I'm trying to think. There was only one time we played ahead, and that was right. Friday night's game. Right. We scored four runs uh, in the first and four in the second. It's the only time we were ahead in the in the seat in the series. That's it. Yeah, it's that's, that's it. That's not good. Yeah, not good, sir. Not good. Yeah. Um, so the Braves ended up losing six to two. Um, Max Reed did catch the loss, but yeah. Um, it doesn't sound like there's much standout from this game. But who who would no, you but. Well, if I had somebody to go with, I'd probably go with Travis Darno, even though uh, he got a couple of bats, he got a couple of hits, he was playing well until uh, they had to play at home, where, uh, you know, Riley uh, trying to get an out at home, uh, and, and oh, by the way, replay really did not do us any favors, um, because Alonzo, from what I saw, missed the plate, and Darno tagged him out, uh, and... So, and then, you know, there was discussion about being interference, uh, about blocking the play. Well, you know, you can block, quote, block the play if the throw leads you in the direction of the play. Right, okay? right. And Riley's throw led him right in the direction of the play. And so he jumps up to catch it, spins around, um, and, and uh, Alonzo's foot slid over the base. He tags him out. And they call him out. And then replay goes and overrules it. And, you know, as, as a replay, there's got to be evidence pointing, you know, overwhelming evidence to change the call. There was not overwhelming evidence to change the call. And I don't get that. I don't. But uh, Saturday led to a couple, of inning, a couple of instances, I believe, where catchers were called for blocking the plate. Uh, Rocco Baldelli with the Twins. I think got thrown out because of um, I think his catcher was called for blocking the for blocking the play, and then there was one more that happened I believe on Saturday night. But uh, Darno gets injured, gets taken off. Um, you know they they just for precaution doesn't play on Sunday. Uh, it's still kind of day to day. You know we've got Contreras, that's fine. Uh, you know we can live with Darno. Uh, we just need the bat in there, but. Um, Anyway, I thought he was out, and that just kind of accentuated the whole what how the whole season series has gone against the Mets, not being able to win in a replay challenge. And again, 
Buck Showalter pressed all the right buttons. Right. Okay. Even on Sunday, when he, Sunday's game as well, winning a replay challenge, but then the guy still getting out uh, because he thought he was out and they threw back down on it, trying to get a double play to tag, I believe, Nemo out at second base after he had come off the base because he was ruled out already. And they, anyway, weird challenge. Um, you know, could have been one of, of uh, interference on, uh, I believe it was Nemo. It was either Nemo or McNeil. I can't remember which one. That could have led to, a, uh, uh, you know, an inning-ending double play, and it didn't. And so, anyway, but Buck Showalter pushed all the right buttons, uh, even, you know, in that regard of winning that challenge with Alonzo uh, crashing into Darno. Yeah, it's. I heard about that play, and I, did, I couldn't figure out what happened. Yeah, that was it. You know, Riley caught the ball down the third base line. He goes into foul territory, throws it pretty much in the – trying to throw it over Alonzo and did. And Darno went up high to get it and just spun around to, to catch Darno coming to – or catch Alonzo to get him, you know, hit him right in the back. And he it looked like he, he tagged him. But – and it looked like his – his um his uh, – front sliding foot went right over the plate it looked like it didn't even touch it uh and and then they still called him safe so anyway when do we ever win a replay challenge very you rare know, very kind of like extra innings very <laughs> rare we win a replay challenge so so anyway I, oh go ahead no i was gonna say darno darno would be the guy in a roundabout way that that uh you know is is the player of the game and then we can move on to even worse in Sunday and losing. Yeah. Well, Sunday, Spencer Schrader's going. The fireballer. We The Braves yeah. got this. They're going to win. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no. it didn't pitch well. Two and two-thirds you know? innings, 79 pitches. No. Yeah. It didn't go very well on Sunday either. Uh, you know, Strider didn't have his best game. Um, and, you know, uh, the bullpen didn't pitch too bad, actually. Uh, Colin McHugh came on two innings and gave up a run, uh, but that was it. Uh, Dylan Lee pitched an inning and a third. McHugh pitched two. Mentor pitched one. And Iglesias pitched one. And Of course, with the bullpen, it's all hands on deck. you got two days off this week, and maybe that helps. You know, you got to play in Boston um, on um, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, and, and then on uh, uh, Friday, you're headed to uh, Miami to right. play. Uh, you know, it's some big games coming up. You know, the Mets and the Fields play this weekend, okay? So, it's a big series for both teams. Right. Um, obviously, you'd like to be able to catch up in some games. The only problem, the Mets are playing the Reds, okay? So, uh, you know, all the Reds fans, please turn off your, your uh, you know, podcast right now. Give me about 10 seconds. It'll be really quick. The Reds are terrible, okay? So Sorry, the Mets. Though. Yeah, the Mets are getting the Reds, and they won Monday night. So expect no help there, and the Braves aren't getting any help at all uh, right now. Um, so anyway, that's that's my ten seconds. I'm done with that. You can turn it back on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the Braves end up losing five to two. Uh, I don't know who catches the loss on this one because. Um, yeah, it's still Spencer Strider gets the loss. Um, okay. You know, it doesn't matter how many innings you pitch. Uh, if you're that guy in the in the first couple of innings that gives up all the runs, it, it doesn't matter. It, it, even if you don't go to the fifth inning, you you get the loss. So he got the loss. Yeah. So wait a minute. 
so if you what if you you don't pitching, allow any runs? Yeah. Well, if you don't allow any runs, uh, then you don't get the loss. Um, you the guy that was in the game when the run scored would get the loss. Um, you can't get a win. It, right. You can't get a win until you pitch past the fifth inning. You got to pitch to the fifth inning. You got to yeah, pitch okay. all the way through the fifth inning to get a win. Right. Uh, but you can get a loss regardless of the circumstances. You oh, can get okay. a loss. I didn't. I, so, did, I didn't know that. Yeah, you can get a loss, but um, you know, unfortunately, and and Spencer was the guy who got a loss. Yeah. Well, the Braves have just got to you know brush this off and refocus and get back to business with the Red yeah, Sox. And, yeah, and and having that day off, and and you go back and you look, and if you're asked, you're going to ask who my guy is for the for the player of the game. Uh, so I, you know, I could go with Dansby Swanson had a hit, two mm-hmm. RBIs. Okay. So he's the only guy that him and Austin Riley are the only two hits they had in the game. Right. Um, you know, Adrianza was on base once with a walk, uh, but they did not get any hits hardly at all. Uh, and, and that was the struggle, no hitting. And they right. struck out, John, they struck out 19 times. Yikes. Okay. That is scary. It is scary. The Mets only struck out eight times. And again, it's all about philosophy. Okay, if right. you're going up there trying to hit the ball out every single time, you're going to strike out a lot. Right. Okay, you go up there trying to get, you know, singles, doubles, stuff like that, you're not probably going to strike out a lot. You're probably going to be able to put the ball in play. And I think our problem is we just don't recognize situations. It's like an extra innings. I've always said, I'm going to get me a run in the extra innings. Right. Because I'm going to bunt the guy to third, and if my guy to play – doesn't do everything possible to either get the ball in the outfield or hit the ball to the other hit the ball the other way to get that run home. Then I might not play them anymore. Okay, right. I'm going to be that kind of manager that gets the that, that does the little things. Okay, right. That's going to be me. And all this shifting stuff. Okay, it's time you learn to hit the ball the other way and beat the dang shift. Right. That's what it's time for. Uh, stop making them shit. You want to be get back. You want to get back to everybody playing you straight up. Hit the ball. Either slap the ball the other way to beat the shift to where they stop, or don't play. Okay, don't right. play. You know, a guy like Ozzy Albies when he comes back, hitting left-handed, and they're they're all on the right side of the infield because they know he's going to pull it. Just slap the ball down the third baseline. You got a double. I think he'll do and, that. And you might even get a triple out of it because they're so because because who's chasing after it, okay? Right. The, the the shortstop, third base, whatever goes chasing after it, and you might even get a triple out of it. Right. That's what I. That's what we need right now, and that's what the Mets did in this series. They played that away. They played small ball at times. Uh, so, and that's what we're not doing. We don't right. recognize those situations. We don't know if we got a runner on third with one out. Hey, if I get a fly ball to the outfield, that's a sacrifice fly. That's a run. And I'm pretty sure it doesn't count as an at-bat either. Um, but I get me a sacrifice fly. I give me an RBI, baby. And I get handshakes in the dugout. Right. Now, if I right. come in the dugout and I strike out, I'm going to get shunned. They're not going to say a word to me because I don't want them to say a word to me. You know? Right. That's what we're missing. Right. Um, so – Hopefully the Braves can get back can get back on track tonight. 
or Tuesday night with a win over the uh, Red Sox. Charlie Morton's going against Rich yep. Hill, I believe. Yep. Oh, Rich Hill, I believe. Uh, Rich he's Hill, former Dodger. Pardon? He's been around for a very long time. He has. He it's has. Uh, four and five on the year with a 4.52 ERA. Um, and then um, Wednesday's game is Kyle Wright, uh, 13 and five, 3.22, are going against Pavetta. I believe that's Jake Pavetta, I think. Uh-huh. Eight and eight, 4.51 ERA. So, I believe you're right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, harken back to, um, you know, the Mets are eight and two in a 10 game run. Uh, the Phillies are nine and one. The Braves are five and five. Okay. Uh, so not good. Nope. Uh, it puts the Phillies uh, squarely three games back of the Braves for second place and what would essentially be number one in the wild card spot. Um, you know, the Padres are, are, um, Two games uh, – no, wait. Uh, excuse me. The, the Phillies are three games back of the Braves for second for second place in the division. Um, and so the Padres – I believe the Braves are 64 – hang on just a second. I've got to pull this up. Braves are 64 and 46. I believe the Phillies are 60 and something, and the, and the, the uh, Padres are 61 and something. So, uh, so they're uh, – you know, again, not much separation between the three teams. Not what it was. Uh, you know, the Braves were like seven up, right. like seven games up. So it's gotten a little bit closer in this series. So, uh, you know, fortunately, the Mets and the Phillies play this weekend. And then, you know, the Mets and the – look, Mets come to Truist Park from here on out. We don't have to go to New York. Right. Uh, so all the games left, and we got six games left with them, they're in Truist Park. And I hope that we have big crowds um, at the field and, you know, to, to kind of offset – uh, this Phillies team because you know they're good, no doubt about it. Um, definitely. Um, so before that'll be all the games that the Braves will play before yeah. we, you guys get on Friday. Uh, yeah. You got any last words for the Braves? Uh, well, I we need we need a win. We need a win in this series. We need to get back in our winning ways. That's yeah. all. Uh, be nice to have. You know, let's let's start a streak all over again. Nice to have a couple of wins. Uh, let's go to Florida. You know, you're going to see Alcantara in one of those games in Florida. Um, I, I think Ian Anderson will be back because of that double header we got uh, on Saturday. We'll be back to pitch one of those games, and I hope that he comes back. What I am, if I can, wa- I won't be able to watch. It. Depends on which game he pitches. On Saturday, my son moves into the dorms at Murray State, so it's going to be a. Um, you know, an emotional day, even oh, wow. though he's only, even though he's only a mile or two from me, you know, <laughs> but he still moves out of the house into the dorms. Uh, so it, my wife is going to be very emotional. So I don't know how much baseball I'll be able to watch on Saturday, but if it's Ian Anderson going on Saturday, um, count the number of times he bounces pitches up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bet you will count at least 10 pitches that he bounces up there. Uh, why? Why? Uh, that's where my struggle is. Mm. Um, and, and, and the struggle for him is uh, he throws too many pitches, uh, gets deep into counts, and I've been saying this all year, and, you know, you, you, can't, you can't be doing that. you got to get past the fifth inning. If you cannot do that, what are you doing out there? Right. So, right. anyway, that's, that's what I want to see. But you're going to see Alcantara in one of those games, and he's pitched well against the Braves. So, uh, but other than that, we need to start a new streak. Uh, yep. We got to get back in this thing uh, because we're not playing too well right now. 
I agree. So, guys, thanks for listening to us today. Thanks for listening to all our banter back and forth. Uh, yes. Really appreciate you guys listening to the show. Um, you can like, subscribe, wherever you uh, get your podcasts, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Um, you can also follow the show on Twitter at uh, Ethos Braves. You can follow me at The Blind Donkey Runner. And me and Jeremy are both on Facebook at John Robert McKay and Jeremy Bell. That's right. Thanks, sir. Thanks for following, guys. And as always, go Braves. Go Braves.